This is the World Outline Podcast, episode number six. I'm Adam Curry. I'm the user. He's my co-host, Dave Weiner. He's the developer. Adam Curry. Hey, Dave Weiner. How you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, Bill, this is such a grueling job. Uh, if you'd asked me about that, you know, this morning, I would have said, <laughs> yeah, I've been following. You've got been uh, you've got done quite a load of work. Well, it's you know it's the kind of work that you really it's depressing because um, it's all in things that were done a long time ago. You know, and when you manage a software project that's this big and you're doing it by yourself, you have to like bury these things once they work. They work. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't even think about it. I, I see the bugs because I use them, right? And I think, well, someday I'm going to get to fixing that. Like the pref system was the, you know, I mean, let me back up and say what, what happened in the last three days was uh, uh, we transitioned from Bootstrap 1 to Bootstrap 2. Bootstrap is a, um, is a toolkit that's produced by Twitter. Uh, that's really a good idea. Um, I think a lot of it, how good an idea it was, was sort of dependent upon what this kind of transition was going to be like. And it became a lot less a good idea. <laughs> I was just about to ask how you feel about it now. <laughs> no, it's that, you know, you look for a platform, you know, think about what, you know, what does the word platform convey to you? Does it, you know, it, a certain amount of stability. Yes, and uh, it, but it's exactly it, because if the platform tilts, you fall off. Right, I mean, you want to forget about it, right? You're, yeah. I'm putting on a play here, right? And the platform is my stage, and believe me, while I'm putting on the play, I'm not thinking about the stage. And by the way, <laughs> some of the actors' names changed even. Uh, well, it's not just that the actors' name changes, that... Yeah, I guess that's that's a good way to put it. It's an anal- um, that's my Twipsy analogy. Right. Well, that seemed, you know, my guess on that was probably a lawyer thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, because they're, like, really down on how the founders were about letting people use the name, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an open source toolkit. I, that's my guess, that it was lawyers that made them change that. But. Okay. So I'm going to forgive them for that. I'm going to be as forgiving as I possibly can. But, you know, it's like um, the, the forms, right? I mean, forms, that's what pr- the prefs are in everything that we do, right? There's prefs all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And the prefs is there's a, um, you know, a set of code in that runs inside of uh, the OPML editor environment called prefs2. And it's a library of code. And it does all this. I mean, I never have to write the code. Uh, to the HTML code to do the press, I work in a much higher level, and um, you know, basically just work in an outline, and mm-hmm. it compiles that for me. But uh, yeah, you don't. You it, shouldn't have to think about it. You want a new press, you just create an outline, and you're good. Horizontal forms to vertical forms. They said, well, we thought that vertical forms were a much better idea than horizontal forms. Okay. That's like saying, I decided to turn the world upside down. <laughs> hey, hold on, everybody. <laughs> doing it. <laughs> Not because it's like, yeah, we got anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we didn't. It was just like, fuck you. So well, I, I don't follow the, uh, although I'm, uh, I subscribe, I don't follow the bootstrap list very closely. What is, uh, have other people talked about this? Uh, no, no, everybody's very... Com- 
placid and complacent. And I, I think that I hit, get this especially bad because I don't think anybody's doing what I'm doing with it. You know? Right. I think that people do websites with it. And, you know, the old websites that they do last year are going to stay the way they are. They're not going to change those, you know. Right, because they're just using Bootstrap 1.0 and that's working fine. And it's working fine, and then nobody's paying them to update those sites, right? I mean, these are people that, you know, do paying consulting gigs to develop the sites for people. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to pay them to convert. Maybe some people will, and then they like it, right? Because they can build hours. It's good for them, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm trying to build a platform on top of their platform, and I just want to offer it as a feature because I want to use it as a feature. In, in my World Outline sites, I want to use it. So, I mean, that's why I put it in there. And it's it's in there again. And, you know, here's where, I mean, and I just don't know whether I'm going to go from two to three. I'm going to have to listen really carefully. I thought that by following the list, I would get a good idea as to what kind of a transition it was going to be, right? Right. And since I wasn't hearing any flame wars or anybody complaining or anything like that, uh, it seemed like it would be a pretty easy transition to do. And at first it looked like it was. You know, uh, and it just was a pain in the ass. I, I had to figure out a methodology for doing this kind of work because, you know, it's not something I know how to do. And uh, once I did that, then it started becoming easy. What, what are the, if I can ask, what are the main benefits of Bootstrap 2.0 over 1.0? That More features. Okay. Uh, more features. That's the, those are the benefits that you and I will, will, will reap from this, okay? Okay. In other words, there, I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm going to do a page that's probably pretty soon. It says Bootstrap in the World Outline. And then I'll point to all the docs. I did point to all the docs, by the way, in my work notes. Yeah. So you can go, like, poke around to see what their sites look like. I mean, you know, they, but the, the way their docs work, Adam, is that they're, um, they are themselves demos of the features. So, well, of course. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, well, I've never seen anybody do that before. So it's like, it's pretty good. It does make total sense. Very smart. So part of what they did was they added features, which, you know, thumbs up. Like, we want the features, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can see me. I'd have both thumbs up, okay? Now, uh, what they did was, another thing they did was factoring. Factoring. Now, factoring means, oh, well, we realized that, that tabs and drop-down menus and dialogues and all these different things are really all the same thing. And so we're just going to jam them all into one, make them one thing. It's like if you decided that wheels and wings and, uh, you know, the the, uh, coffee mug holders were all the same thing. Yeah, okay. (laughs) At some level. And you made them all just sort of, cram into the definition. Yeah. Well, yeah. So factoring is another word for stupidity? No, factoring is a good thing to do when it's productive. I mean, um, I, I do factoring, but I don't break the higher levels. See, that's the other thing is that the, these guys do not have a philosophy of no breakage. Quite the opposite. They have the philosophy that breakage is a good thing, apparently, because they do it because, you know, sometimes they do it with, like, I don't understand why they had to do that. Right. It's like, you know, I mean, I would never get away with that, nor would I ask to. I mean, you know, we had a thing with the Frontier community in version 4.2.3. I remember it very well. And while it was in development, it had a long gestation. um, We 
had this whole library of routine called toys, toys.x, toys.y, toys.this and that, right? Mm-hmm. And by putting something in a toys directory, I was trying to tell people that these names are not permanent, okay? And before I ship, I'm going to move these to the right places. And I wrote that in my notes, right? That mm-hmm. I was yep. And so I did it. And they all, like, you, know, you can't do that to us. <laughs> yeah. So I... I think toys are still in there. Okay, <laughs> learn my lesson. You know. So I, who is who is uh, is is tw- are the Twitter developers still the driving force behind Bootstrap? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I really think they're doing a good job. I mean, you know, I just I don't know what I don't know how you get to that place where where breakage is such a you know I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say because I don't know. You know, uh, and I just know that I'm going to really think hard about going from two to three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine that they're probably developing for their own stuff, for their own company, and uh, I guess internally they don't care about breakage. I did. It- I actually don't think they have any users inside their own company. Wow. Yeah, I think they more or less said that. And that was a kind of a scary moment when you mm. realize that this is just a charity thing they're doing. Wow. I mean, their salaries are, I mean, maybe they do other things at Twitter. I don't know. They probably do. But uh, no, they say they're they're not using it internally. That uh, that they, they have a whole other set of tools that they use. Yeah. Well, we're grateful. It's, yeah, up to up to this point, <laughs> and this may be where we part company. Up to two point right? So we yes, we're definitely with. We're not going back to one now. Having done this, it just is. It, it just is a waste. You know what I mean? It's like I don't really need to go back. I got enough fires to fight as it is without having to create new ones you know so do you expect that we'll have uh i i, I guess we'll have a, a typical cycle of uh, finding things that are broken now Yeah, for sure yeah. There, well there's one thing that i know for sure that's broken um and that's the uh the type dialogue on the <laughs> i just saw it <laughs> it scripts true <laughs> what i just saw the error where did you see it i have an account on your server Oh, uh, result true. That's what the, that's what it oh, says. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Okay, it's like that. that you, we, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that's good. I was going to suggest, you know, terms. What is the next step forward? Right? How are we going to go forward with this? Now, all my servers are fully upgraded. Mm-hmm. So, so any application that you use on my servers, you can test this out, and I think that would be a very rational way to go. And um, I really like. The way I think the bug reports came in yesterday, it's like all of a sudden there's like yeah, there's a couple a couple people who are like uh, waking up. Yeah, they, they talk like they've been there forever, and I don't even know who they are. Well, I, I can tell you what that is. That that has to be a result of the World Outline podcast. No, I think, <laughs> okay, well, I don't think so. I think they're longer than that. But maybe it is. I mean, you know, we've heard good things about the podcast, right? I mean, I, I actually I've heard very little. <laughs> What's that? I've heard very little. Dave Jones. That well, you know what? If all it did was get Dave Jones um, energized, that's, it was, that's it's all worth it because and he's uh, on fire. He's doing a he's doing a, he's doing a job for us. Yeah, I mean it, it's a, he. See, I'm trying to get the mess, the errors to come to me with the least amount of work for me. Of course, and, you know, and, and and closest to my terms as I can possibly get it. And, and that was perfect, what happened there. You know, they solved the problem with themselves, and they said, whoa, I need to know. You know, I, they sounded, it sounded like they were working around it, you know what I mean? And so I want to know what they did, because maybe they actually should fix a problem, right? Yeah. 
And so I said to Dave, what's the, can you tell me it's two sentences? <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's really that's, nice. It's nice to see there. And, you know, and these people also have servers, you know, they've already gone through a whole, absolutely, a whole bit. It's that, cool. It's very, yeah, very cool. We never yeah. even heard them about. So I guess that's great. I wonder who else is out there. Well, I just got an email, speaking of which, I just got an email from Jeff Sandquist at Microsoft. And, uh, and I've known Jeff for a very long time. And, uh, um, he's been following, and he says he wants to put up uh, a server on uh, their version of EC2 called Azure. And hmm. he said, would I be interested in that? I said, yeah, I think I'm interested in that. What does he do at Microsoft? He uh, was Scoble's boss. Oh, okay. Does that help you? <laughs> you know, oh, I, a little... He's an evangelist. Little, I mean, he's little a developer in, relations guy. little right? intermenso. So, okay. I'm at, so I'm at South by Southwest... I was invited to the Rackspace party. You were? Yeah, and, you know, I'm a customer, and... Uh, sure, you are. And uh, I, I, I wasn't invited for that reason. I'm not... I'm a very small customer. Oh, no, you're a very big customer, aren't you? I mean, they, have, they have no idea I'm even using their stuff, believe me. Of course not. And so I walk in, and this party is... It's just blasting, like, 70s and 80s disco music, which was okay. You know, free That's drinks. That's what you like, isn't it? <sighs> There's a decibel <laughs> level I don't like anymore. Uh, yeah, and true. but there's video screens all around this place, and there's basically there's some laser lights and video screens, and on the video screens is Scoble, and, <laughs> and it was such a mind trip. <laughs> yeah, he works for Rex. It was, yeah, but it was a mind trip. It's like I'm here, you know, this this like this like really loud music. It's a big party, but Scoble's on the screen. It was like whoa, you know, Twilight Zone. Oh God. Anyway, it's that is. <laughs> you know, that's bizarre on so many levels. I mean, who, who was at the meeting and said for this party we're going to have... Sco- I mean, I, yeah, Scoble's an okay guy, but... No, they have a branding stretch. Sure, but, you know... Ah. I think that Scoble... I'm sure Scoble gets a lot of business. I mean, you know... So, I'm sure he does. Yeah. It's funny how you can earn a living that way, right? I mean... Oh, there's many ways of earning a living, Dave. And yeah. Except you and I have taken a vow of poverty. No, I'm just, actually, I'm not, well, whatever, you, you can take that out if you want. I took You're it a long time really ago. Well. Hey, uh, you know what, um, I mean, you are, right? I mean, you're raking it in on uh, no agenda. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say raking it in, but I'm, I'm living off of it 100%. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, pretty amazing, you know? I mean, I, you're going to be raking it in. I mean, it's a growth business. I mean, know? well, yeah, unhappy people is a growth business. Uh, we, we cater to a lot of that, and a lot you of people. See that thing about the UN uh, investigating voter suppression in the United States? No, no. Uh, I pointed it to to it today. Yeah. Oh, Speaking no. of unhappiness, no. It was uh, yeah. It was I read about it on John Hinderaker's Powerline blog, and you know I actually know John Hinderaker, and he's I mean whatever. It's just you know he's laughing at the UN, and they think anything. Anyway, I don't want to get off topic. Right. Um, I was going to say something else. Scoble. Yeah. Yeah. Rackspace. Oh, I know. Drones. Oh, God. It's really off topic, but I just listened to a, a Fresh Air. Yeah. I, I, so people have already, I haven't heard it yet, but people have already it's said. It's an amazing episode. You want to listen to this for sure. Now, the only thing is that their paranoia level is just not adequate to the task. I mean, the level of paranoia, they, you know. I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be a lot worse than that. Don't you get it? I mean, you know, Facebook is going to have an IPO. They're going to generate $100 billion in cash, right? As much cash. Maybe that's an exaggeration. 
Apple has $100 billion in cash. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get so much cash, it's ridiculous. And where are you going to put the drones? And the thing is that they can't... The drones are going to be outside your window. Well, uh, <laughs> this has been discussed on No Agenda. and Yes, and anything under 500 feet above ground level is actually my personal airspace. So, just, so that, to me, is target practice. How many stories is 500 feet? I'm sorry? Five, 50 stories, right? Uh, yeah, 50 stories. Well, listen, if, if I can hit it with the shotgun, it's under 500 feet. Yeah. And you it, wouldn't believe what's, what story I live on in my building. <laughs> I know someday I'm going to see a drone outside my window. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but I've been expecting this for a long, long time. And, and you know how it's, it's, they think it's going to be paparazzi? It's not going to be paparazzi. No, it's going to be El Governmente. Well, even that's not so nefarious. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it's coin operating. You go, you go to a website and you give them your Visa Mastercard and you rent a drone for five, you know, for five minutes rent or twenty five minutes, whatever. The drone goes where you tell it to. I like that. And yeah. That's it. Takes a picture. You get you get to see it. That's a that's an that's an excellent business opportunity. Rentadrone dot com. Hasn't thought of that one. I think. <laughs> well. He's, I, I know it's an awful business opportunity because it's going to be so hot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, there's all kinds. Of, you know, the the good thing is you will not be allowed to operate a drone without a pilot's license. So that's you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, are you kidding me? I followed this religiously. Now the FAA has already said you're going to have to have a pilot's license, and you'll get an add-on onto your pilot's license that oh. will say drone pilot. Oh yeah. They didn't say that. Now, that made me feel a lot better. It's N- NPR, you know, they don't know everything. Well, the guy they had on, though, boy, he really did seem to know his shit. I mean, he, you know, they asked him a question, and he just gave you the encyclopedic. Answer. And who was that? Who they had on? Do you recall? He was a professor of engineering from, I think it was from UCLA or somewhere in California, and he was a fellow at the Brookings Institute. Right. It's, well, I mean, I follow the FAA, and I know all the regulations. And yeah. No. I mean, you're the. They actually, and they actually yeah, passed. Uh, the, they passed a, a law. Uh, about this well, that already. keeps the number of drones down, then, right? Because how many people can have pilot's licenses? Yes, it, it's it's a pain in the ass to get. Don't they do security checks on them too? What do you mean? Uh, I mean, don't you have to not be a terrorist in order to get a pilot's license after nine eleven? One would think, you know. Um. Really? I, mean, I don't know if well. <sighs> Mustafa Al-Terrorista can get a pilot's license. You'd be surprised. I, I would say uh, I got my pilot's license after 9-11, and I don't recall any, you know, I just filled out a form. You know, I don't recall any rigorous background check or anyone coming to talk to you me. You know, you can't get a fucking driver's license in New York without getting a background check. Yeah, yeah, that well, doesn't surprise me. I mean, me. I haven't got my, don't tell anyone, of course. <laughs> you don't have a New York license? Not yet. I have to get it by May 2nd, though, because that's my birthday, and that's when my California license expires. Yeah. yeah. I have got New York plates on my car, though. That was easy. It was, it was, it was a pleasure, pleasant experience to get our Texas license. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It was no really, doubt. It was really, Florida was like that, too. It was really fast, and then the guy, you know, he takes your picture, and then he says, Welcome to the great state of Texas. Exactly. And it felt really good. I'm like, yeah, Florida was just the same fucking way. I mean, you know, I have a bad left eye, okay? And I, my vision in the left eye is terrible. And I, in any real state, okay, I have to go to an eye doctor to get a permission slip saying I'm allowed to drive. Oh, wow. Well, it's no big deal. They give you the slip. I mean, right. I'm okay to drive. And 
um, in Florida, they, they said, well, you just need to have a, a, a right, a left side mirror <laughs> on your car. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. You can actually buy a car without wood. <laughs> that's funny. It was funny, but there you go. Know, it's like, that's like Florida. You go to a doctor in Florida and uh, after, you know, for a sore throat or something. And he says, were you feeling any pain? You having trouble sleeping? <laughs> they all do this. Really? Have some pills. <laughs> Here's some pills. Anything I can do for you. Yeah, yeah you need some like codeine, Vicodin. <laughs> exactly. Mmm, yummy. It took me a while to figure out that's what they were doing. That's, oh, yeah. They're the real pushers, man. Fast, you know? It's like, uh, yeah. uh, anyway. All right. So, um, good. Now that we've covered that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, just want no to it's okay. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. I do have to listen to that. Uh, yeah, it's sort of your your stick there. I think. Uh, oh yeah, well, I've been predicting drones all over America for four years. I saw this coming a long time ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the business, I I know aviation. Hey Adam, I want to ask you, what's your favorite movie? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original version with Gene serious? Wilder. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's my. Fa- that's my. It's a good movie. It's a, the, 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 you know, I, this, the remake was okay. Um, it is my favorite movie. It's one of those that just made a big impression on me. And I think the song, um, in Pure Imagination, there's a line in there that says, if you want to change the world, there's nothing to it. Go ahead and just do it. And that's just stuck, <laughs> stuck with me for 30 years or whatever. Is that the one with Gene Wilder? Yes. <clears throat> the absolutely stunning performance by Gene Wilder in that. Uh, I'll have to go watch it again. That's, that's really cool. I'm sure it's on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I've known you for a while. I've just never, we've never like, talked about other people's stuff, you know, what's other your, culture, you know. What's your favorite it's, movie? I'm sure you have a bunch of answers, but in movies, you know, I just thought that would be an interesting question to ask. What's, what's your favorite movie? Um... You know, it needs to be updated because, you know, my, my pat answer is The Godfather. I mean, that's, huh. you know, that was a great movie. Uh, but, you know, since I decided that was my favorite movie, there have been other movies that I think are pretty good. So, but yeah, and I would say The Godfather is probably the best movie all around. You know, it's not a comedy. You don't get a whole lot of laughs out of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, what's the best comedy with Beetlejuice? Yeah, that was good. I mean, I, there's lots of movies I like. I have to say, uh, I think most movies today suck. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Absolutely. I was very disappointed by Hugo. <sighs> yeah, it was a jerk off. It was like, yeah, know, I'm like, this is Martin Scorsese, you know, p- pimping his save the film, save the film, you know, like, ugh, okay. He's coasting. He had his he had his great movie, and that you know he finally you know put everything together. And that was the the padded, which is definitely way up there. Might be my favorite movie. Wonderful fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, how do I judge? You judge a movie by like, you know, when you're watching the movie, how into the movie do you get? Right. Of course. And that one, it's just like, you know, well, I was what, the sorry. No, I was gonna say what's happened to me is you know I do this uh, big book show every week. I uh, I interview an author, and a lot of them are New York Times bestseller list and. Uh, and it really, I do, I do the show for free books and to talk to interesting people. And uh, so, of course, I'm reading a book a week. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's 400 pages or, you know, whatever. You know, it takes a, a day or two. Of just, you know, I kind of schedule it in. And I have 
to say, uh, I'm really not into television or movies much because there's just so much good work out there that really the drives me. The years has been really bad at movies. You're, you're not missing anything. Yeah. I've been reading a lot more books, too. So, uh, Defending Jacob is the one I, I just read, which is just an outstanding, outstanding really? book. Oh, Tell me about it. It's written by a former uh, prosecutor, district attorney in Boston, and it's a novel, and it's about um, a, a small town, uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. I'm sorry, Newport, I think it is. And um, a kid, a 14-year-old teenager, gets killed, stabbed three times in the chest in the woods on his way to school. And uh, the prosecutor in this town, uh, his son, becomes the prime suspect. So it's although yes, it's a crime uh, novel and yeah. and and it's written technically very well because of course he's a prosecutor, but it's really about the stuff you never see about the family, you know, in between uh, the charges and the actual court date and you know how the family falls apart and just you know it's really the human side of this type of um, and you know a father not knowing who his son is or in questioning it's 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 just damn good is what it is hello well that's I, I put it on my wish list i'm looking at it on amazon right now and 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 but don't get the ebook version no no actually i discussed this at great length with the author uh because they've uh, the e- e-readers can't do the the different typefaces so they have like uh, in the book there's transcripts of uh of the court case and it's it's printed as a transcript uh which is we actually joked about it word perfect 5.2 which mm-hmm. is uh, what all lawyers used to use for years and years um and they can't do that on e-readers they can't even format it properly and he was actually it was very eloquent about describing the problem with book production and e-readers that they're just i mean of course the software you know it uh, the devices everything should be possible but the fonts just haven't been distributed. You know, it's such a backward industry still that they can't produce a book reliably in the e-reader format. And, and, and reading this book, I agree. They all they all have errors. I, that's all I read these days, though. I don't read any other. I don't read. I don't read physical books. Right. Yeah, and they all have errors. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's a oh, they have big format. I see it, it, formatting issues all the time. Yeah, yeah, even ones you pay a lot of money for. Right? Yeah, and you know, words run together, no spaces, stuff like that. Very annoying. Yeah, um, I figure they'll work the, those things out. I mean, I, it, well, you know, maybe they won't. It's really been responsible for me, like reading again, because uh, me too, know, me too. It makes it so easy. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like I don't get inspired. I didn't used to like you know browsing the aisles at bookstores. Generally, did not get me a book that I no, read. No, I totally agree. And <clears throat> that's the problem, you know. So here you can get a couple of chapters and you can read it, and you don't have to be doing that in public. And you know, well, here's what's really interesting is that uh, you know, so I I kind of fell into this, and it turns out that authors have nowhere to go. There is no no place for them to be interviewed about their book that is more longer than two minutes and where the interviewer has actually read the book. It doesn't, they're, they're all like, oh my God, you actually read the book. That interesting. You know, I've been thinking about writing a book and I've been talking to, to very successful book authors uh, to, because I don't know how to write a book, right? And so I want to get advice on how to do that. And uh, um, one of them, uh, Seth Godin, mm-hmm. 
you know, Seth? Yeah, sure. Um, he was explaining to me how that, exactly what you just said about, you know, it's like, you know, the first thing he says, well, what's your goal? Why do you want to write a book, you know? And I said, because I need, uh, it gives me the ability to go talk about my ideas in places that I can't get into unless I have a book. It's just the way it works, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like this whole thing that's going on with the Knicks right now. It's a, um, an amazing lesson for everything. There are expectations about how things are done, you know? And breaking out of that mold, I realize this is why I've had a tough life, you know? <laughs> because I, I rejected that very early on, that whole concept. Yeah, of, that, of uh, doing what you're supposed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you exactly where I was when I first was able to verbalize it. And I was bitching to a friend. It's like, this is no good. I am not going to do anything that anybody wants me to do. You know, this is my, and it is, was why I have so much trouble. Sure. <laughs> but, um, you know, this story with Jeremy Lin, that's the whole, they're, they're correcting the mistake now. You know, you, when you, when you saw this whole thing happen, you had to figure out how are they going to do this? How are they going to fix this so that it gets back to normal? Well, they're doing it. <laughs> and the same thing with books is like, you know, how do you talk about a book or how do you talk about ideas? Never mind the book. Why do you have to write a book to talk about your ideas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you can't get on television. You can't get into university. You can't get question. anywhere. Why is it that I can't talk politics with Josh Marshall and Glenn Greenwald and David Frum? Oh, you got no credibility. You need a book. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, right. Well, no, because they don't talk to anybody but themselves. Well, that's but, even worse, yeah. I, that's the whole thing is, wait a minute, I'm not, why would I talk to you? I don't get it. Well, I don't know, maybe I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's the George Lakoff. Do you know George Lakoff? No. Oh, uh, you should, well, I don't know how you feel about it. You should, I'll, I'll send you pointers some of those Thank stuff. you. Brilliant guy. And uh, he can tell you how the politics works. Um, he's a linguist. And uh, yeah, I'll send you a pointer. You okay. know, it's too, too much to explain in two sentences. But they never listen to him either. And he's totally fucking right. So uh, have you started, uh, Have you? how far have you gotten with your idea to do a book? Have you started? Have you thought no. about it? Oh, no, You basically, are, you know, you write, you write a lot, you know. <laughs> I do. Oh, no, I've got material, you know, in terms of quantity of material, I've got 18 books. Yeah. 85 books, you know, I got, you know, no shortage of writing. Problem is that when I wake up in the morning, the writing isn't central to what I do. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So it's hard. You could just, it, it's, a, it's the life question. You know, when I used to employ lots of people, uh, you know, when I was interviewing somebody, say for a job, you know, I would sort of sneak up on them by say, look, when you wake up in the morning, what are the ideas you have? What are you thinking about? You know, when you wake up, what would you like to do? You know? And, if it's their job, then we're we're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I'm I, what they're applying to do, then you know we're yeah. fine. But, oh yeah. yeah. Well, right now I feel that way. I'm doing exactly Absolutely. what I want to do. Yeah. Well, me too. I pretty much have always been that. It's the like, oh, very rare times when I've not done that have been because of you know. Well, you know, in 2002 when I had my surgery, that was certainly something I didn't want to do. <laughs> no, no. Um, and then the times I've made money, those weren't things that were my that's not my shtick you know i don't like do things to make money that isn't what i do you know it doesn't but, it doesn't work generally well 
if you really, really do. Well, if yeah, but okay, yeah. Uh, it's a question of how really, how many reallys can you put in front of it? If there are a lot of them there, then you're going to make money. <laughs> well, I mean, I've always thought to myself, if I really, really, really wanted to do it, uh, I could play the market, you know, be investing, you know, but it's not what I want to do. So, you know, if you well, do it, it must be, there were times you've had windfalls, right? Where you've had lots of money come in your bank account, right? Yeah. And I, and that to me, those were real. But think life- about, no, think about the things that you did to make that money come into your bank account. I mean, my guess is that you did things to do that. You deliberately decided it was time to make money. And then you did the things you had to do to make money. You know, people wishing that they would make a lot of money. That isn't how you make a lot of money. Correct. Right. I mean, you know, who cares? I mean, you know, it's not that great to make a lot of money. You know, uh, Ted Turner said average sex is better than being a billionaire. (laughs) And he's fucking right. I I don't know what it's like to be a billionaire, but I'm assuming that it's it, it, it just money isn't what does it. Right. Great sex. I mean, average sex. Well, it, it, you know what? It uh, it just takes a while, and it was maybe three, three, four years ago that I woke up and went, "I'm not happy doing this. This is not worth it. Just not, not, not worth it." And and you know, when you make that switch in your head, uh, and that's also when I just quit everything. I'm like, okay, let's see what happens, and. Uh, you know, I started doing what I really wanted to do, and then uh, kind of the universe kind of works itself out. Have you done a podcast about that? About that moment when you decided to to what year was that? Uh, well, th- about three years ago. Well, what happened was I th- it all came at once. Really, um, I met my uh, my fiance who was who is now my fiance, right? And that was a split second moment of oh my god. This is what it's supposed. This is what love is supposed to feel like, and I had been um, suppressing so much stuff for probably ten years, uh, mainly through the use of marijuana, which I've been quite open about. Um, and I stopped smoking marijuana, everything, and I'm like, okay. And I, within five weeks, I uh, I had uh, left my wife. I'm, I'm in, I, I knew what was happening. This was something really major. This was like a big universe moment for me. And, um, and I looked at what I was doing. I'm like, I hate this. This is not what I want to, this is not where I want to be. And then I just started to think, okay, what do I really want to do? I started doing what I, what I'm doing now is, uh, Isn't something else, you know, uh, Bruce Sterling, you know who Bruce Sterling is? Yes. He's a science fiction author. Of course, yeah. I heard him give a talk in Copenhagen a few years ago and it really made an impression on me. What, what he said was that, you know, if you're, you're in Europe right now and you're, you're thinking, cause most people there were Americans and you're thinking of all these great things you're going to do when you get home. Right. And he's right. And I was totally doing that. And everybody else was doing it. that's what's so great about going to Europe. And he said, you're not going to do it. When you get home, what's going to happen is everything, is, your whole life's going to reassemble itself. And you're going to realize you can't do all of those things. It just doesn't work, right? But he says you should write those things down because at some point you will have a moment where the whole bottom drops out of your life. And it happens to all of us, or most of us, at some point. And it would be good to have that list because at that point you will make big changes. And, uh, you know, the things he says is like, you know, 
uh, the death of a spouse, the death of a parent, uh, a major illness, uh, um, bankruptcy, uh, divorce. I mean, maybe that's yeah. what. Yeah. There's all kinds of things that will that give you that moment. Yeah, that opens up the possibility of big change. Mm-hmm. And he says a lot of people aren't prepared for. He's so right. A lot of people aren't prepared for that. You know, and uh, and so when the opportunity presents itself, they uh, they don't take advantage of it. You know. So, I mean, I had this experience when I came home from the hospital, um, and I felt like I was in, well, this wasn't my house, you know. Did you have your list? Um, well, you know, I didn't need it because, because um, yeah, I did. I mean, I, you know, it's funny, but I had never heard Bruce Sterling's speech at that point. Well, so. okay. Hardly blame me for not having the list. Right. <laughs> you know, this didn't come until, you know, much later. But, um, you know, as soon as I recuperated from the surgery and was a lot better off after that, you know, because you know, cleared out my circulation, really a major difference in quality of life. And, uh, and also I wasn't smoking anymore either. Right. Uh, and, um, yeah, I was, uh, was, had thrown away four dumpsters worth of crap. Sold my house for really good price, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's worth a lot less now than it was when I sold it. And uh, and moved almost all my possessions into a car and drove to, to, to Boston and talked my way into Harvard. And, right. You know, and from there, uh, well, yeah, I think we accomplished some pretty amazing shit. So one of the things Harvard. that... What? So one of the things that uh, that I really want to do, and I'm doing, is uh, working with you on this thing. Yeah, we should get back to talking about that. It's been, um, yeah, right? so, so I was just going to say that, you know, often, uh, and Mickey's very, she's, she really gets it. She says, so how's it going? I said, yeah, great. She said, what are you doing? Um, don't know, really, but it's fucking cool. <laughs> okay, okay, we should talk about that because it's starting to really come into focus now. I mean... Um, in terms of what you're doing and what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, now, first of all, the video you did was great. Um, I, I watched it. Um, and, you know, I saw it as a bug report. I saw it as, okay, lots of opportunities to make this a lot. It's funny because, you know, secretly, of course, it was. Of when, course. While, so. I, while I was doing it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm actually seeing what's well, that's wrong. that's how you find the fucking bugs. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it's at this level, okay, we're now at the point, you know, a guy asked on the mail list yesterday, I forget which one of these new guys said, you know, well, why does it work that way? And I said, because you're you're looking at an R&D project that's in the process of becoming a product. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's really where we're at. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's the, it's the shakeout time. Yep. And, uh, you know, two out of the three are in product quality now. I mean, yeah, they got bugs. There are a lot of things I'd like to fix, you know, make them prettier and everything. But fundamentally, if you want to set up a river and you want to set up a link blog server, you know, we pretty much have that covered. Okay, and, and an aggregator. Don't forget. Oh, you oh, said river. Said I'm sorry. You river. said river. Yeah. I said river. Yeah. I, I don't think of those as aggregators. No, river. River. Totally yeah. got it. Yep. Right. So now the next thing is okay. Well, what's what is the world outline? And uh, can I give you a great example, a real world example of just one thing? What? And you, then, then you can you can gather your thoughts. Um, so on the No Agenda podcast this morning. Uh, we talk about that there used to be uh, one of our producers used to maintain a site called noagendabookclub.com. And I liked it because whenever we talked about a book, which we do frequently, they'd put it on the list with a link to Amazon, etc. 
So, of course, you know, this has expired and whoever was running it isn't running it anymore. And I'm like, you know, let's get that thing back. You know, whoever has because I can't register it yet because it's pending deletion. And I said, you know, get it to me and you know, I'll, t- I'll take over the registration. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll get the book club up and running. And Dvorak, <clears throat> very smart guy, says to me, yeah, we should have a wiki. I'm like, screw wiki. I don't want no damn wiki. So let me maintain this. It'll take me 10 minutes and I've got a rock in sight. He's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You want to maintain all that? You know, Devorah. I'm doing <laughs> pretty good Devorah. That's my good Devorah. Yeah, you want to maintain all that? All right. All right. Nice to suit yourself. <laughs> I, I do love it. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you have no idea. I said, yes, probably six minutes I'll have it running. And, and five of those minutes will be filling out the registration form. That's yeah. how cool the world outline is. Yeah. Yeah. Just as an example. Okay. Um, I was going to come at it from a holy. I'm a okay. Holy, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, please do. I know that, but these are, you know, you know that I, that that's, you know, I'm doing that totally. And, um, you know, I, one of the things I see in the, they have new, they have examples in, um, that they ship with the bootstrap toolkit now. And so, which was really a good idea. You know, here are some sites that you, you know, you can just take the source and go fill in your shit, you know? Right. right? It's kind of what we're doing here. You know? Yeah. And so I'm saying, okay, great. Every one of those things, i got to get those in our environment. Those have got to be in no time. Okay? And so now we're ready for that. This is where we're at now. It's like... <clears throat> Um, I didn't want to do too much building there because I knew the transition to Bootstrap 2 was coming. Well, it's over now. Okay, let's talk about Let's get pragmatic. All right. I mean, uh, well, let me just, before we move on, just say I can sell this to everybody that I sold more to in 1987. Okay? I mean, it's doing the same damn thing, only in the context of, of the 2012. Web. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't print to laser printers. We don't present... Using you know overhead projectors, we we do all of this using HTML, and um, but we've got that exact same. I know what what made people giggle with more, what made them so happy with that product, and it's the flip switch where you take the um, the outline and say outline, show it to flip me. Flip the switch, and all of a sudden you got this very beautiful presentation. Mm-hmm. You're now looking at something that anybody would want to would say, oh, my God, these guys really know what they're doing, you know? I mean, you know, that's part of the whole idea of convincing people that you're for real is that it's got to kind of look like it's for real, right? Yeah. And so you can do that. And we have a tremendous amount of flexibility there. That was, you know, you kind of want to get to that point with, oh, this is what factoring. Remember we were talking about factoring. Yeah. Okay, we factored it so many times that now you're at the top of the mountain and you just type in a few letters, hit save, create a blork mark, point it to the damn thing, and you're done. And here are some of the bootstrap examples. Basic marketing site, fluid layout, starter template. But you see, that's factoring there too. Oh, yeah. And that's the kind of factoring we like because it ends up with, you know, use the same toolkit to create these three different kinds of sites. That is a benefit. That's something. Don't don't tell me that you know tabs and lists and menus are all the same damn object unless you can like make my all those things work better for me. And that I haven't seen yet. So anyway, let's talk about um, how we move forward from here. Okay. Okay. So we really great 
is, first of all, I, I'm going to really encourage people in the World Outline list to listen to this damn podcast. I know it's 43 minutes already. We're probably going to go all the way up to an hour, would be my guess. Um, and I want you guys all, I want, I want us all to work together on this project, okay? And somehow we need to get a list of display bugs, things that don't look good, things that don't work in across, I would say, four products, okay? And the four products are World Outline, Radio 2, River 2, and Server Monitor, okay? I don't think anything else uses Bootstrap. Uh, No. That would be the next question. Does anything else use Bootstrap? And if so, let's, let's do a review now from the standpoint of, you know, user interface shit that used to work that doesn't work anymore. Does uh, would it make sense to have Bootstrap and scripting too? No. Okay. Not yet. Why? I'm just asking. I don't need to make work for myself. <laughs> I think scripting too. I'm not planning on doing any work there for you know. Feels like it might like World Outline can. Do it, it works fine, right? Yeah. You know, no, absolutely. At some point, I'm going to have I'm going to blog on on World Outline. Right. I can absolutely. totally see I'm it. Put the next preview links in there, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. Got you know, it. And uh, we need maybe I don't know that we need a calendar. Yeah, you know, we'll see. But no, I'm not looking for work there. Right on. Um, and if we can as quickly as possible, you see, the, the reason why I want to I want to get this out before I fix all the problems is because we now have. Uh, uh, Brian Hendrickson, Kyle Shank, and David Dave Jones, who are all better CSS slash JavaScript programmers than I am, and so using me to be the only one to debug this stuff is really inefficient, right? Because you know, the sooner I can get it out in front of them, uh, the quicker we're going to get all this stuff nailed down, and it's going to work. I'm the slow way to do this, so. Um, one way to, we could do that is I give everybody an account on my server. There's a second way to do this, which is uh, a, a, something that's new called packages. I had to solve this problem for myself, and I can easily open this up for everybody else, which is I can now release parts without, like, releasing them. So uh, the way it works is if you go to opmleditor.packages, can you do that right now? Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, are you on a computer that's are you you're you're on your desktop computer, yeah. right? Yeah, should I do it on my look at my desktop computer? Uh, the OPML yeah, editor there? Just on your desktop. Okay, OPML editor OPML editor slash or dot packages. Dot dot. You're jumping. Packages. Oops. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping now. I, now I understand what you're saying. Yes, it's, it's a it's a part. It's a script. Yeah, got it. Hold on. Okay, Where's and um, let me just think for a second here about whether I want you to do this on your computer. There, I probably don't. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if there's much point. Uh, here's the deal. Okay, so have you seen it there? You have two scripts there: one called upload, one called download. Hold on one second, Dave. I'm a little behind. Hold on. Packages. Something was stuck. Uh, yeah, a download, upload. Okay. You don't need to use upload. It's download. Yep. Okay. And um, if you open it up. Yeah, it takes uh, a package name, 
as a, as as a variable. Report actually does anything. Hold on, let me see. The test code is download update one. Right, you don't want to do that. <laughs> um, it's uh, because you already have those parts. Um, this one is called Bootstrap two, so you would say download Bootstrap two. Okay. Okay. And if you wanted to, and I don't know that there's very much point in doing this on your desktop, but you could update one of your servers with the new code. And if you ran that, download Bootstrap 2, you would now be uploaded. You would now be updated to Bootstrap 2. You'd get all the parts you need. All the parts that, if I were to release this right now, these would be the parts that you would get. 19 new or updated parts installed. Okay. All right. I knew you were going to do that. You know I'm fearless. Come on. Uh, Whatever. You know, (laughs) just don't ask me to support it. But, uh, I mean, it's not, there's, I don't know that it can do very much harm. I mean, the parts, if you want to see what the parts are, if you go to uh, worknotes.scripting.com. Yeah. uh, And look under today, there's a thing. Yeah, I saw the list. Yep. Full part list. And uh, it's like, you know, all the templates, uh, it's all the places that the Bootstrap Toolkit touches. Now, here's the really cool thing. Okay. There's, there is something that I'm really excited about here, which is that, um, I finally have all of them running. How to put this? I have a style sheet that they all include. And that style sheet lets me change anything about the Bootstrap Toolkit in all of my apps. And I didn't have that before. Before, it was a hodgepodge. You know, World Outline was the best prepared for changes, uh, Radio 2, River 2. You know, I didn't really understand how they connected up. to. It was all really sort of, because I didn't understand CSS, I didn't understand JavaScript. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point where I was expecting to have trouble and I didn't have any. I just uh, changed, took out all the extra shit that all of them had and just deleted it and replaced it with the same include file. And they're all running off the same include. And so if you look at the menus now, you'll see that they all look the same. Yep. And, uh, and they're been, you know, I can make changes across the whole product line now. And that's new. I've not ever been in that place. So you, and you do that from one place? Yes, I do it from uh, it's uh, static.scripting.com slash WO styles and scripts slash styles.css. You'll see it's in the head of if you view source, it's literally on the head of every file, and uh, and plus the overrides are all set up just fine, so you can override any shit that I've put in there with your own styles. Right, I saw this. I, is, yeah, this happens I see it. very early. This, this is very easy to override, so it's all beautiful. It's really, I mean, you know, right? Exactly. Have, it, it it happens uh, early on in the load, and so anything you want to change, you do later on in the on the that's page. Right. right. So you can it. override it if you don't like what I did, and right. this made it possible for me to yank back to 1.0 all of the things I needed to be 1.0. Right. <laughs> you know, I took the you know I just. That was the methodology that I came up with. I said, oh, you know, luckily I had one server I hadn't updated, okay? And it was still running all the 1.0 shit. 
So I could see what it was all supposed to look like. <laughs> right. Right. I saw some of those screenshots. It's like, oh, well, that's, that looks good. And this looks awful, right? Right. And then I went into Firebug. And I just saw, oh, what's the difference? And I could see. They just changed this from, you know, zero to 940. Oh, well, you think that might change things a little bit? All of a sudden, text areas were 200 characters wide. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I mean, 200 pixels wide. Sorry. Right. It's like, fuck you. Anyway, so that's, you know, that's a cool thing. So you could upload, I don't know how many, even know how many servers you have, but if you have one that's sort of a scratch server, you could update that one. You could update them all if you want. You know, I updated all mine. So I'm obviously comfortable enough to actually use it. I use all this stuff. So, you know. I will, um, I will, I will most definitely update my server. I will not do it today because I'm tired. And yeah. that, that's never a good idea. Um, and of you course, don't want to do it tomorrow either because I'm going to be out all day tomorrow. Okay, and you know I have I have one site running on my server which is ultra important that it doesn't break. Uh, I'm not expecting breakage, but I you know I just don't want to be debugging when I'm tired or when you're not around for emergencies. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you like your whole thing falls apart, yeah, I won't be able to help you. So, you know. So what I will do, I do have a, a, a test server, and I'll certainly do that tomorrow. I'll certainly uh, update, go through the uh, the package update. I like that. Yeah. That's, no, that's really I cool. Do this. Sooner or later, we had to have this because I can't, you know, if the user base starts going up, you know, and we start getting 20, 30, 50 servers or whatever, I can't update them. I can't use them as well as guinea pigs. You know, that's right. not a good idea. So... Cool. Well, well, this is good. This is exciting. Yeah. It's a, think, this is a big deal. Hopefully. Yeah. And you can't change the types on things now. Actually, you know what? I think you can. I think the type dialogue, the node type dialogue actually works. It, wor- just, it works, but when you do it a second, you have to refresh the page. If you do it a oh, second yeah. time, then it breaks. I just, well, I'd like to get that in front of Dave Jones and say, Dave, could you tell me what I, what's wrong here? Oh, I also, by the way, figured out how to fix Twipsies, so... That'll be easy. Do you, um, do you use Twipsies a lot? No, but I, it pisses me off they don't work. Yeah, <laughs> I actually do use them a lot because... There no, are the, stats and ads and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. No, that, those aren't Twipsies. Those are oh. poppers, and they oh. work. Okay, I thought those were Twipsies. All right. No. Well, you need to know your Twipsies. <laughs> I am so unhip to the Twipsies. <laughs> yeah, well... I'm sorry, uh, tooltips. They're now called tooltips. This is me off that my iPad is coming tomorrow, and I won't be here when it gets here. Oh, finally. You still don't have that thing, huh? Nope. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a good... They play this. Anyway. Um, all right, Adam. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, no, we I think... The Knicks. We covered movies. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> I really participated in that Knicks conversation. I'm sorry, you know, I, I, you know, I talk too much. It's whatever. No, you know, it's very nice to do a podcast where I'm really listening more than anything. I don't have to think about what I'm saying next. I don't have to think. Do you about, actually put a lot of thought into what you're saying next? Uh, on no agenda, I do. Yeah, do you, it's all very strategic. Uh, from an entertainment standpoint, yes. Yeah, this is much more. Uh, this is very pleasurable because, and you know, it's a lot less. Um, uh, intense because we're, we're having the same conversation we'd have whether we were recording or not. More or less, yeah. More or less, yeah. I think more, more than less. Um, yeah. And no agenda is, you know, 
it's an entertainment show. It's intended to be entertainment. It is a very entertaining show. So Thank you're, you should be happy that you're achieving your goal. So yeah, we're 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 on for you know we're it's a product you know it's a product and we expect people to pay for it. So I'm serious about that shit. And, you know, just like you're serious about what you do. You know, straight, I am. Yeah, so it's serious. It's like you don't want bugs. Well, that's just the first part. I want the whole thing to really just. I want everything to fit together. I want it to feel great, and I want people to think, "Wow, this is exciting that I can I can do all this great stuff." So, so maybe this uh, to to wind it up. Uh, so we're going to go through a little bit of finding stuff, and I presume we want designers pretty soon. No, right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But not yet. No, what we want right now is we want to just sort of, you know, shake it out. Right. Oh. Imagine the bed is being made, you know, and, and we got a pile of blankets and pillows and stuff. And, you know, we need to shake everything out and really tuck the corners and everything. First impressions matter a lot. and I want the designers to, you know, they won't do shit unless it's really all t- Right. Yeah, I'm not on it anyway. So. Right. Yeah, and it's okay. I, 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 we still have a we still have a little while, probably a month or two before World Outline is really all you know nailed down. Well, I'll tell you something good and 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 uh, frightening to me at the same time is things are working so nicely that I forget about my servers. I just forget. You know, yeah, when something when something doesn't, I, yeah, it's good. But then something doesn't work. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I got a server down. You know, it used to be frequent, and now it's like never. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, just everything is stable and running along smoothly. And you know, knock on wood, please Murphy, stay away. Um, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I should you know look at my config dot root, and I should look at some stuff, and you know, make sure it's all. You should. Yeah. Well, exactly. But, you know, I, there's entire weeks I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about it. Maybe I should go check. You know, it's not, it used to be every day, like, how the server's doing, how's the server's doing. And, uh. Better go take a look right as soon as we get off here, because you know something's exploding right now. Of course. <laughs> Just by talking about it. Because you're talking about it. <laughs> uh, it's inviting the boogeyman in. Yeah. All right. Well, um, cool. I'll, I'll get this podcast up and uh, good talking to you as always. It was a nice chat about yeah. all kinds all of right. stuff. Do it again soon, all right? All right, Dave. Take it easy. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.